Welcome to the Your Mom Has a Blog podcast. I'm Chad Edgington. And I'm Melissa Edgington. Hey, it's officially Thanksgiving Eve. Thanksgiving Eve. Thanksgiving Eve. Yeah. Last night was Thanksgiving Eve. 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 Yeah. Thanksgiving Eve. Where are you? Think about how far you must drive over the next few days. <laughs> yes, we're still in the driving stage. Well, we don't have to drive very far. No, I mean, it could be worse. Some people have to fly. Yeah. They have to go so far. Yeah. We're two hours from each. Some people spend a whole day driving to get to where they're going. Mm. Mm. I don't know. It uh, it it definitely... It definitely takes the relaxation out of it that I think some people get to experience at a holiday. Well, it's different than just being able to go over to your parents' house across town. Yeah. And there's a lot of people in Olney that just do that. Yeah. You know, it must be nice. But no, we're going to drive a long way. It's not that long. Two days in a row. Yeah. That's eight hours of driving on Thanksgiving Day and Thanksgiving Post Day. In total. In total. So it's not that much. It is a whole day of driving, though. It's a work day of driving. But you know what? It's worth it. You know why? Just to see the look on everyone's face when they see me. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> it's one good thing about having kids. It's like you show up and you just don't. Like, you know, you're just there. Nobody cares if you're there. Nobody or not. cares they if you're there or not. The want to see the kids. <laughs> I'm like, what what no no one made a no one planned a craft for me. I want to make a craft. Hey, someone's planning games for you. Oh gosh. And you have a bad attitude about it. Yes. We're not doing games. What kind of games are you do you have them planned out already? Do you know what you're gonna do? Yeah. <sighs> All right. Remember, you're not allowed to play, so... Oh, yeah, you banned me. You're going to be I've really been, sad. I've been banned from the games. You're going to be sad well, when I'm you're just sitting there. Well, I'm boycotting. I'm Russia. I'm Russia, 1984. Bored I'm to tears while everyone plays fun games. No, I'll have something fun to do called watching football. And it's on all day long tomorrow. So, dead air. You're going to get coal and sticks in your stocking That's probably year. true. And I'll, I'll, I'll get up tomorrow with a great attitude. I hope. Yeah, I will. I will. So anyway, um, this has been a neat day. We uh, I went to work and um, came home for lunch. I've been trying to get my sermon going. I got a little bit got a little bit of it written. I saw a hilarious thing. There's a Twitter called Fired Pastor. Have you ever seen that? No. The Fired Pastor. <laughs> and so he he put a tweet up last Saturday night and said. It's Saturday night. All the extroverted pastors are trying to figure out what they're going to do tomorrow. And all the introverted pastors had the sermon written two weeks ago. <laughs> That's probably true. Uh, so, but anyway, I try, I'm trying, you know, it's Wednesday and I'm trying to work on Sunday's sermon. Good trying, for you. Trying to get that going, get yeah. it cooking. Yeah. Um, so that's exciting. But anyway, uh, fired Pat, yeah, I, I already mentioned that. So we, then we came home. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Uh, we came home and the kids wanted to go to the coffee shop. Yeah. And we have this awesome coffee shop in Olney called Hometown Coffee. Which, by the way, if you win our giveaway, you will oh, win you get some, swag from Hometown Coffee. You get coffee. some Hometown Coffee stuff. So I realized, oh, no, they're closing at 4. And then so we made it down there before they closed. 
We got some iced for our frozen mochas. Mine had peppermint. Yours just had caramel. Caramel. How would you call it? What's caramel? Caramel. What do you? How do you say it? Caramel. Car- caramel. No. It's caramel. If you're from Texas, it's caramel. I don't know about that. Yeah. It's definitely not caramel. Car- caramel. Caramel? Nobody calls it caramel. I don't know what it is. I don't say that word. Caramel. Caramel is caramel. not how you say it if you're from caramel. Texas. Caramel. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Caramel? Yeah. I don't think that's it either. It's caramel. Mm, I don't trust you. I don't trust your words. <laughs> I don't trust you knowing how to say words like that. Okay, that's yeah. all right. So, um, we went there and got our mochas, and every grandma was there with their grandkids. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Like when I, I can't even, I didn't even know, were there even such things as coffee shops whenever we were little like that? Could our, could our grandmother have taken us to a coffee shop? If we just said, Grandma, I really want to go down to the coffee shop, they'd be like, what? You want to go, okay, okay. and they take us down <laughs> You know, we're like the old men set. That's all. That's all that the coffee. Dairy Queen. Yeah, that's the coffee shop. You know. Yeah, I don't remember coffee shops when we were kids. I mean, can you imagine your grandpa drinking a frozen hometown mocha? No, they would not have done that. Back then, they were real men, and they drank coffee black. Yes, and it was not made up of like you know. it was not freshly ground up. You first not freshly ground nothing. No, it was Folgers. It wasn't even probably coffee. It was just coffee. Coffee crystals. Coffee flavored. Yeah, crystals. Yeah. It was. It was. Uh, yeah, it was just a different thing. Yeah. But here were all the grandmas bringing in the grandkids. Well, because it's kind of like having an ice cream shop in town. Yes. Because you can go get a little treat. It's a treat. It's a treat. And it's... None of our kids drank coffee, but they all got a little treat. But it's interesting that they would rather have that than a blizzard. You know, the kids are like, hey, let's go to the coffee shop. Yeah, well, it's a nice environment in there. Yeah, it's much it's nicer cool. than the Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen got problems. The Dairy Queen has some good ice cream, though. They do have, good, they do have good ice cream. But I'll never get over. Do we ever tell that story on the on the podcast? No, we can't tell that story. <laughs> if you want to know that story, email me. <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> it's the grossest thing that's ever happened in relation to a a fast food restaurant but in my just life. Just to clarify, it didn't happen at the Dairy Queen. No, it happened in our backyard. <laughs> it was something that a former that don't even work there anymore, this was a while ago, employee... Of the Dairy Queen did. In our backyard. On the way to work. Okay, but anyway. <laughs> and there were pictures. There was proof of it. Okay, moving on. Okay. <laughs> use your imagination. But anyway, uh, but don't use it too much. Just uh, you'll get grossed out. So maybe that's why they want to go to the coffee shop. No, nobody knows about that because we don't talk about it. We don't it. talk about that, yeah. But other people do. Because it's a great story that you won't let me tell. Thank you very much. Well, anyway, uh, we were down in the coffee shop, had a great time, came back here, and we watched an awesome Christmas special tonight. Andy Williams, the best of Andy Williams Christmas special on Amazon Prime. You got to check it out. It's got the Osmonds. It's got Andy Williams. 
It's got more Osmonds. It's got this woman that he was married to who was a French singer who he divorced in 1975, and then she wound up killing a guy in 1977. It's got it all. It's even got ice skating. <laughs> and he's a great ice skater. Yeah. He was doing some real moves. It's lucky he didn't get shot. <laughs> but anyway. He has such a pretty voice. Oh, man. I just love that, the look of everything on those old specials. It's neat that you can watch them, yeah. or at least watch them that way. Um and try to think, you know, what would have Christmas been like? Because you know, there haven't been that many. I mean, well, you know, there's only one Christmas a year. So <laughs> yes, that's true. So that wasn't that long ago. Christmas, if it, if you just thought about it in Christmases, but there's all those years in between. Every Christmas <laughs> makes it seem like a long time ago. Right. But I mean, Chris, I'm just saying, Christmas evolves slower than the rest of the world. But like, you're talking about 40 Christmases ago. That's a long time. Yeah, but that's like 40 Christmases, you know. Let me try to explain what I'm trying to <laughs> say to you. I'm trying to say Christmas evolves slower than the rest of everything else. So there's sort of, there's a lot, the songs are the same. So we're watching Andy Williams. Most of the songs he was singing, we're still singing them. Yeah. Because it's only been 40 Christmases or however many it's been. It's probably 50 Four, whatever it is. So that's, you know, you're, you're, it's interesting how when we listen to the Christmas music, it's big band music. You know, it's like it harkens back because it hasn't evolved as quickly. That's true. You recoil against modernization of Christmas, you know? Yeah. I, I don't like, I don't, I don't want to hear a hip hop Christmas song. No. I want to hear clarinets and saxophones. And trumpets. Right. And songs about smoking cigarettes. No one wants to smoke cigarettes anymore. But at Christmas, you want to hear people sing about it. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. But yeah. it's true. It's weird. It's weird. And we put the tree up, the same tree up every year for 40 years. 20. Half of 40. We've been putting that tree up. Were you saying we're putting up our Christmas tree for 40 years? Well, 20. I guess it's have we we've had one other Christmas tree, haven't we? There's a big difference between twenty and forty. <laughs> Not in Christmas years, though. <laughs> we got this tree um, when let's see, we got this tree in about two thousand two or three. No, it's a little longer than that. We got it in Eastland, right? Yeah, probably two thousand five, two thousand six. Oh, so we've almost had it for twelve years. That tree, and then we only had really one before it. True. Yeah. So we've, we're still on our second Christmas tree. That's what I'm saying. We're on the second Christmas tree. Who knows how many couches we've had? I think about it. Think about this. Second Christmas tree. In 20 years, how many toothbrushes do you think we've gone through? <laughs> I know I've gone through at least four. <laughs> <laughs> Probably six. But still, you know, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. We've, we've had so many more cars than we've had Christmas trees. That's true. You just put it up, pull it out, you know? There it is. It's awesome. That tree had pre-lit. It was pre-lit. And then the lights went out. That's how long we've had it. The reason we still have this tree is simply because of my dedication to keeping it going. Because it's a very pretty tree. It's a great tree. And when when the lights went out, I spent an entire day of my life with wire cutters. Whoa, 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 whoa. I thought I helped with that. No, you were at work. 
really. Yes, you were defending people at work. I know I clipped some lights and off that I thing. I was clipping lights Maybe off you did. of that Maybe tree. Maybe you did. Yeah. I've clipped lights off another tree, though. There was another tree that I clipped lights off. Sure. I think I think I did. Maybe I didn't. I don't remember that. <laughs> but I have distinct memories with a pair of pliers and that these little plastic tabs and having to pull them off. So I don't know. Maybe you got the lights off and I had to get the tabs off. I think that's what it was. It was on that tree. And I had to pull the little tabs off of it mm. where the lights had been. Mm. So it was a two-man job. So I don't think the lights went out until we were in Texarkana. Yeah. So maybe. I don't know. Anyway, it's starting to get kind of in bad shape, but I don't want to give it up because it's really pretty. I think we can make it go another 10 Christmases. Let's do it. All right. This yeah. time it got painted, even. It's got spray paint on it. Yeah, they painted the house, and somehow they got up under part of the the storage shed when they painted the shed. So we just put the painted part to the wall. Yeah, and just called it snow. Yeah. Because it was white paint. Yeah. Yeah, you got to go with it. <laughs> All right, we're 13 minutes in. we got to get to our topic. Okay. Nutty November, closer relationship with your spouse in 30 days, a deeper connection. And we're talking about spiritual leadership. Yes. What say you? I think that this is a difficult topic for a lot of reasons. Because first of all, it involves someone telling men what to do, and they hate that. Mm. Even if it's God. Mm. <laughs> Don't you think? Yeah. But if he told me, he's like, hey, go play those games and have a good attitude, I would. He is telling you that. <laughs> no, no, and no. And your heart is No, don't get off. all Jesus calling on me. You don't know <laughs> what he's saying. He's spoken the word. Go ahead. So it's hard because men don't like being told what to do. Why is it hard for women? Um, I think it's hard for women because I honestly think that God puts a desire in Christian women for their husbands to be spiritual leaders in their families. You really think that? I really do. I've spoken to a lot of women who mm. are very disappointed mm. with the fact that their husbands will not take a lead in that area. That's really interesting because from a man's perspective, you would think women are disappointed they can't be the leader. No, the women are having to be the leaders because the men won't. Right. And and that's but there's not, a, don't you think there's a desire that that you know your desire will be for your husband, <clears throat> but he will rule over you. Oh, we're talking about spiritual leadership. That's different than just wanting to be the boss. Okay. Which I do think a lot of women struggle with that. But Good when point. we're talking about spiritual leadership, I think it's a different thing. So you're saying when someone's born again and the Holy Spirit lives in them and he's he's giving them the desires, you know, changing their heart and their desires. That one of the desires the Holy Spirit puts in a woman's heart is for her husband to lead. Spiritually, yes. Well, what about otherwise? Well, I think that I think that the Lord is leading women to allow their husbands to lead the home. <clears throat> but I think that's a struggle for a lot of women as far as just being in charge of life. Mm-hmm. Um. Because women are in charge of a lot of things in their home. True. But I think that whenever 
men are not, whenever women are learning and growing in their knowledge of the Bible, and they see and understand that their men are, their, their husbands are supposed to be taking a leadership role in teaching them, teaching their children, leading the family in holiness, mm-hmm. you know. I think that it's a real struggle for women when their husbands won't do that because there's not much they can do about it. No. Saying something about it is not going to help. Mm. Um, wishing for it is not going to help. You know, All you can really do is pray that God will change your husband's mm. heart in that area. But I think that women are very disappointed with the lack of spiritual leadership in a lot of their homes. And I think that they there is a certain amount of maybe respect that they don't have for their husbands in that area because they know that their husbands aren't fulfilling what they're called to do. Right. And that's a really good insight. I've never really thought about that. Um, I know there's disappointment that a lot of women have. They've ex- I've, that's been expressed to me as well. You know, I wish it was. Wish our home was different, and it cr- just creates a real struggle when you don't do the role that God's given you. Mm-hmm. And that's on both for both. That you know, um, we have. So we're uh, we're unashamedly complementarian. So we that's opposed to egalitarianism. So egalitarianism would say men and women are the same. Men and women are the same. Complementarianism would say men and women are equal, and it's important to remember that, that they're both of the, of the same worth and value and dignity created in the image of God. But the roles that they play in the home uh, and in the church are different. Right. And in that, when you start to look at Scripture, I was looking at before we started the podcast, the different scripture verses that say the man is the head the man is the head the man is the head and i looked at those and i read them off to you and i said well it's hard to deny those right they're in multiple places and it says the man is the head of the of the woman just as christ is head of the man christ head of the church so there is a created order and that's the argument paul makes the 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 reason it's this way is because adam was created first then eve and he said that created order carries through He's the uh, man is the head of the house. Man is the head of the woman. The woman is subject to the to the man. People really don't ever like to talk about that, but uh, th- this is the question when we come to these very difficult topics. Because I co- I feel like I come to these a lot when I preach. Mm-hmm. I get to these difficult topics, and I say. How am I going to I, – I know people don't like to hear this. So the question I'll ask is, hey, and I'll hold the Bible up or I'll say, do we believe this is true? Is this the authority? Is this, is this what's guiding us? Is this really God's word or not? And I guess in the back of your mind there's this fear that people say that they think that that's God's word, but they really don't believe it. Mm. But if it really is God's word, then it doesn't matter what it says. If it's the truth, and we know that that's the truth, if there's if there's something that causes us to bristle, that's our problem. Mm-hmm. It's not God's problem. It's not the Word of God's problem. Right. It's our problem. 
And so when we bristle and say, well, I just can't, oh, I can't believe that the man is the head. I just can't handle that. Well, that's what God's saying in his word. So either reject the word and, and, and say, and just be honest and say, I don't believe that. I'm not a Christian. Or submit to it. Right. And if you submit to that, that concept and the way that he's saying to live, things go better. They, it works better. Mm-hmm. It's like the design of something is, works better. You know, that's the thing is he's the designer. He would understand how the design is supposed to operate. Right. You know, if you started, uh, I'm trying to think of something really dumb. Like, how could you use something totally contrary to its design? Um, I don't know. Like, if you took a rolling pin... Is that what they call those? Rolling pins? Rolling? Yeah. That you make like bread with or, or something? Cookies? Yeah. Cookies? You make cookies with a rolling pin? Yeah. Like, so if you use the rolling pin to try to comb your hair, it's not going to work. You're going to yeah. be frustrated. But if you use a rolling pin to roll out the dough, then you're using it according to its design. Everything's easier. Yeah. I've used a rolling pin as a hammer before and it works. Well, I was going to say you could use a rolling pin as a murder weapon. Yeah. But it's not going to go well for you, <laughs> and it's certain it may work, but that's a ter- but it does damage to the rolling pin. Yeah, and a hammer is better designed to do that. Right. So, so, so like we try to take marriage, and then we don't do, or we don't uh, obey the word of God that's telling us what the design is and how to operate it. Yeah. How the marriage should operate. But and here, the- here's the struggle that I think that happens in a lot of marriages, especially couples who've been married for a while is a lot of times the wife has so far exceeded the husband in spiritual growth that even when a man comes to the point where he realizes Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be leading this family spiritually and I'm not doing it. Mm -hmm. I think it's very difficult for him because he knows that his wife knows has exceeded his knowledge. And I think that can be very discouraging for a man Whenever they think, well, I mean, why should I even be the one trying to do this? She knows more about it than I do, and I'm going to look like an idiot. Yeah, that seems to be something men think and say a lot. Yeah. I'm not not the reader. I'm not the studier. Oh, really? Well, because that's what a lot... That's what a disciple is, is the learner. A disciple is a learner. A disciple is a studier of the life of Jesus, and then one that lives it. So if you're you're saying... um, I don't do that. Well, then you're like not doing the Christian life. Right. And so I think because men are intimidated because their wives are, number one, their wives are smarter because women are generally more intelligent than men, in my opinion. Really? Yes. And then secondly, women are more spiritually sensitive than men. Women are definitely better than men in most ways. And it's interesting the way that God has set it up this way for the man to be the leader because it's something that he, the woman is probably better equipped to, to be. Like the woman just takes care of business, it seems like, in a more... That's why women, I think, are, are ruling the corporate world. They're winning congressional races because they're more trustworthy and they're more dependable. Uh, it's, it's not... It's, I, I just think men have an advantage. They've had an advantage in the past because they were stronger. Um, they could... They had more, maybe they were less emotional and they had more endurance in certain areas. So like I can, they can push through and get something done. Like when it comes to fighting wars, you know, men are just more durable. Mm. But now when you got robots doing everything, you just have to push buttons. <laughs> Anybody can do that. <laughs> and you're seeing women, you know, increasingly um, 
show their competence and and be able to do a great job and manage people. And plus, I've, I've always said, you know, women don't have to worry about getting punched in the face. Right. There's like a whole dynamic of leadership that a man has to think about of, of respecting other men that women just don't have to worry about. Well, they can operate with no respect. It eventually comes back on them, but they can get a lot done if they're just like, you know, let's get it done. So it's interesting that in the home and in the church, the man has these leadership roles that perhaps he's not best suited for just from because he's fallen, you know, and and he he has so many struggles and so many areas where, you know, the Achilles heel can be hit. But that's awesome too, because then God can get the glory out of that man. Right. Out of his weakness, God can be glorified, and, and the man can can uh, can accomplish the tasks as the Lord enables him to do it. In the same way, God can be glorified whenever a woman will set aside her desire to be the boss mm-hmm. and allow her husband to fulfill that role. As the BFM says. When the woman graciously submits to the servant leadership of her husband. Right. It's true. It's a good line. People hated that when it came out because they hate the Bible. I want to <laughs> clarify, though, and and say that, you know, I would in no way say that a woman is not a spiritual leader in the home because uh, the the mother is the primary spiritual teacher of the children and I would never want women to think that they are not called to do that by God because that is a very important part of your job as a mother. Um, but nevertheless, the role of the husband is to be the chief pastor, shepherd, discipler of his family. Absolutely. Including and his wife and his kids. And that is not happening. Whether or not a man steps up and steps into that role He's still going to be held accountable for that role. Well, and he's still the leader. He's still the spiritual leader. He's yeah. either leading well or he's leading badly. Right. So here, the statistics are, which I don't have them, and I could have looked them up, but I didn't. The statistics are overwhelming about how a man leads his home. It's really true. Yeah. That in they they say this, you know, when you're talking about church growth and church attendance, that if a child comes to church, you know, comes to youth camp, starts coming to church, there's, you know, a very small percentage chance that the mom or the dad will come with the child. If the mother brings the children, mother comes to church, there's a very, you know, it's a a larger percentage, but only, uh, there's only such a percent if the mother comes to church that the children and the dad will come. But if the dad decides he's going to go to church, it's like 95% that the woman and the children are going to be there. Hmm. Because it's just man, man leads mm-hmm. in that way. There's, there's something about it um, that even if we don't, even if we don't even understand it or we try to deny it, there is a role there that we seem to sort of intuitively understand. We want the man to be a good leader in his family. Right. We, we understand the family needs the man to lead, and we, we've lamb become a culture that even in entertainment lampoons the fact that the man is not doing what he's supposed to do. It's funny to see the the fumbling, bumbling, idiot husband. Mm-hmm. The reason that's funny is because it's not supposed to be that way. Yeah. Um, it's it's funny and to make fun of men because they're not doing 
what they're supposed to be doing, and that, that's why we find that humorous. Mm-hmm. The Al, Bun- Al Bundy was that the guy's name, and and the dad on Malcolm in the Middle, and all these all these shows where I remember watching them thinking, all the guys are just idiots. These yeah. dads are total idiots. So that's you know, um, not the way it should be. The way it should be is, uh, as, as uh, uh, Baxter says, the the man should be the principal teacher of the family. And so, guys, are you the principal teacher? Are you instructing your family? Are you the moral guide, the biblical guide? Uh, are you taking your family to church? Are you leading them to understand that this is what's most important? And are you the uh, spiritual leader of the home? And are you the are you the mouth of the family in prayer? Mm. You know, can they can they hear you pray and identify with your your headship over them mm. and, and trust you. And that's, that's really important. I mean, I, you know, and I know we all feel inadequate in that as men, but you have to, you have to strive for that because that's the design. That's where you're going to have, um, blessing. Yeah. When, when you, when you're this, when you're the spiritual leader and boy, that's, um, that's really hard. Where do you start? What would be a good first step? If a man's out there saying, Man, that's not me. What's a good first step? I think the first step is to pray. That would be the first step, is to pray and say, Lord, I don't know how to do this, and I don't know where to start, but can you please show me how to be this leader of my home? Yeah. And the second place I would say is to talk to your wife about it. Yeah. If you talk to your wife about it and you express the desire to do this, I can promise you, you are not going to meet opposition in a woman who is is a follower of Christ. Yeah. She will know when you say this to her that this is the truth and this is the way it needs to be. Yeah, and she'll want it to be that way and then the kids will the kids will be so much more happy and secure whenever they see you and your wife as a team. Um her with her supporting you and you leading out. Uh, and then, you know, the whole submission thing, you know, we've, we've talked about submission only occurs when there's disagreement. If both the husband and the wife are seeking Christ together and seeking to be holy and seeking to, to after the kingdom, there's not, it's going to be pretty harmonious. Yeah. There's not going to be a lot of disagreement anyway. There's not going to be a lot of like, yeah, no, we should do this. No, we should do this. You're going to be going in the same direction yeah. and pulling that yoke in the same direction. It's going to make it easier. And I would say to the women, don't be so hard on your husbands. You know, don't be... Christian women are just as vulnerable as any other kind of women to these crazy fairy tale ideas that we get in our heads about what our husband should be like. And if your husband is trying and he's expressing a desire to lead the family, he may not be doing it exactly how you would do it, you know, with some sort of you know, curriculum or something that you want to use with the kids. Um, But don't discourage him by being dissatisfied with everything that he's trying to do. Encourage him even in the little things. And, you know, everything that you read, this is just a word to the husbands, everything that, that a woman reads about being a good and godly wife, everything you read will say, one thing that men really need is they need respect from their wives. They need respect. Men need respect in order to, you know, feel good about their relationship. 
Well, I would just say to you, husbands, this is going to be one of the most clear and positive ways for you to get tons of respect from your wife if you will lead out in this area. Yeah. I say that men want respect, but they don't want to be respectable. You know, this is a way you can do something, makes a tremendous impact, and your wife will respond to it. So, awesome. And if your wife doesn't respond to it, that doesn't mean you don't need to do it. Keep doing it. I mean, that's why you're there. This is between you and God. Yeah. It's not as though in every situation the woman's going to be like, oh, finally. No. Some are going to be like, oh, my gosh, are you turning into one of those guys? Yeah. And uh, if if that's the case, um, hang in there and keep keep being faithful and uh, keep leading. And remember, you, remember, we always have to remember, and it's hard to remember even in marriage, that the person we're trying to please before anyone else is the Lord. Mm. And so we don't need the approval of our spouses or our friends or anyone else before we need the approval of God. And so we want to make sure that we're following his commands and obeying his word and pleasing him, even if it doesn't make everyone around us happy. Awesome. All right. Well, it's been a good um, nutty November. And, man, it's it's not even 9 o'clock yet. Hallelujah. So we might we can go watch something, you know, Amazon Prime, some BBC yeah. show like the old days. Today Adelaide said, do you all watch any show where the people don't have a British accent? And I couldn't think of one. Um... Only football. Yeah, I don't really watch that, though. You know, it's fun to watch NFL football, like Monday Night Football, and the Spanish version of it. And hear them talking in Spanish and calling the game, getting all excited. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they love football in Mexico. Did y'all, did y'all know that there's a way where you can hear just only women talking about the football Yeah, it was games? on Amazon Prime. Only yeah. women calling the yeah. games. I thought it was interesting. Chad didn't like it too much. Yeah, I kind of felt like my my headship was being usurped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, they, but the, because the women talking about football sounded like men talking about football. Like if it would have been a women's, if it had been truly women talking about the game, I would have loved it. Can you imagine that? Oh, yeah. look at look at that little baby in the stands. <laughs> that is so like what it's like. That's to, how I watch it's football. what it's like to go to a football game with a woman. No, it, you can't generalize like that. Most women. What it's like to go to a football game with me. With you and most, and like all the other women. I'm looking at what's happening in the stands. Yeah. I'm watching the cheerleaders. I'm worried about a boy who's on the sideline. Dude, might have got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, tell you some, I'll tell you some women who are watching the game, though. Coaches' wives. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, they're, now they're watching the game. They're to watch invested. The, you have to watch the game. Yeah. So, But anyway, um, well, we hope everyone has a really great Thanksgiving. Yeah, I want to give an update on our um, our friends Jackson and Heather. They're about to do the Nativity Tradition Kickstarter. So Jackson called me today on Facebook um, Facebook Messenger, and he was showing me the Kickstarter thing. Yeah, they're they're kicking that off on Black Friday. Oh, it's okay. same day as our big giveaway. giveaway. Okay. And so, yeah, we'll be putting up information about that, so you guys can go get involved in that. They've got some pretty cool. Um, incentives and things lined up for those who are going to be a part of the Kickstarter. And uh, it's a really a worthy project, and I think y'all are going to be excited about it. I wish I could kickstart something. you got to have an idea. I had an idea today. Can I tell you my idea? What was your idea? 
okay, what if, so, so, you know, we're in the bedroom, our bedroom last night sleeping and I was really hot or sometimes I'm cold and I go out into the living room where the thermostat is and I think it's warmer or colder in here than it is in the room. Okay. All right. I'm with you so far. So I thought, what if there was part of the thermostat that was wireless and you could take the actual, you know, the, the thing that measures the temperature, the thermometer, you could take the, ther- <laughs> that's what it's called. You could take the <laughs> thermometer into where you are. And so if you want it to be a certain temperature in where you are, you just remove that piece and you walk it into your room and, and set it by where you are. And then it can communicate with the thermostat to keep the air conditioner going or cut it off whenever you get cold enough or hot enough. Is that not a thing? I don't know. Because that's a brilliant idea. Yeah. I bet somebody's already invented that. Yeah, maybe so. But but I invented it. But it's just like quilt shorts. <laughs> I independently invented it. Yeah. So I had this idea. I've probably said it on the podcast many times. Yeah. But just in case you're a new listener, here was an issue. You go to a, you go to a picnic. You've got to take your own blanket. You got to get a quilt out of the trunk, and you got to put the quilt out. I thought, what if you just had a pair of shorts made out of quilt and you could just sit on the ground (laughs) and you wouldn't need a blanket because you'd be sitting on a quilt already, which is your shorts. Oh, that's the stupidest idea I've ever heard. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Oh, well, then what happens to show up in all the department stores a few years later? Look. Quilted shorts. That wasn't. Well, look, your idea for quilt shorts. Was a real quilt. Was Shorts superior. that are padded with cotton like quilts. Nobody wants extra padding on their <laughs> rear end. Yeah, it's true. It's true. The quilt shorts that actually came out were just squares of fabric that were sewn together. Quilted. Ralph Lauren totally ripped you off. He ripped me off. Because could, we could have done a very thin cotton padding. I, no, but no, I would want to. Nobody I, wants padding on their shorts. Well, I don't, you're probably right. <laughs> probably right. It's probably a terrible idea. But this thermostat idea has got some legs, I think. Yeah. If it hasn't already been invented. Which I'm sure it has. Yeah, this is a little piece of... I've never seen it. I want to look for it here in a minute. See if I can find it. But that's my big idea, which I just told everybody on the Yeah, internet. now somebody's already making it right Good, now. Good. We need it. <laughs> <laughs> Call me. We'll kickstart it together. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you for listening, and happy Thanksgiving, and we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye. Bye.